Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Flightcast, the one and only Infinite Flight Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Rosewell, and if you're a fan of the mobile flight simulator Infinite Flight, you're in the right place. If you're a flying or flight sim enthusiast but you've never heard of Infinite Flight, head over to the App Store on your iOS device or Google Play for Android and search for Infinite Flight. We'll put the links in the comments for this episode. Alright, here we go. So you want to become an air traffic controller on the advanced server of Infinite Flight. If you're new to the game, one of the first things you'll notice is that, well, you can't. There's a recruitment process in place, and in today's episode, we'll talk about it. Today I have joining me from around the globe an awesome selection of guys from your Infinite Flight ATC testing and recruiting teams. Guys, welcome to the podcast, and thank you for taking time out of your schedules to be here today. Glad to be here. Hi. Glad to be here. Awesome. So let's go around the group and uh, I'll have you all introduce yourselves. So tell us your name and where you're from and what your involvement is with Infinite Flight or aviation or whatever you feel like talking about. Let's start with Zach. Hey guys, how's it going? My name is Zach. I am uh, 20 years old. I'm currently in the United States Air Force and stationed in South Korea. My involvement with Infinity Flight is I am currently a ATC recruiter. I'm also a tester, and I'm just a big aviation enthusiast. Awesome. Uh, Mark, how about you? Well, my name is Mark Denton. I live down in the great southern Mobile, Alabama. I've been in aviation all my life. Uh, My father uh, flew on C-130s, so that's where I guess it, it started at a young age, and got my private pilot's license back in 2000. I've uh, been part of Infinite Flight for probably about three years now, so I absolutely love it. Great. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Uh, how about Joe? My name is uh, Joe. I live in Kentucky, and I uh, flew on a plane once. Um, my <laughs> list of uh, qualifications isn't quite up there with Zach and Mark, but I definitely enjoy uh, being a part of this. Well, we're glad to have you. Uh, we've got the amazing John Preston. John. Hi guys, my name is John Preston, um, I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, um, um, I've been, I've been with like Flight like, I'm gonna say two or three years, um, I'm a recruiter, also a tester, and um, I do up. Awesome. Thanks, John, for joining us. And we have uh, Misha Camp from Across the Pond. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm Misha, probably the only uh, English one here. In fact, I am the only English one here. Um, I have uh, no real-life experience. can't lie about that. But um, I love being part of the community, and it's uh, nice to be here. Fantastic. And last but not least, we have back with us again from episode one, Mr. Tyler Shelton. Hey, um, my name is Tyler Shelton. I'm from Tampa, Florida originally, but I'm an air traffic controller in the United States Air Force stationed at Moody Air Force Base. And uh, I've been playing infinite flight for about three years now, and I'm kind of the uh, ringleader of the air traffic community, but mostly just a bridge circus. between the air traffic controllers. Yeah, circus, actually. <laughs> Uh, more of a bridge between the controllers and the developers so we can get stuff done. 
Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. It's also worth noting that we had uh, Zachary Tish and Dale McLaughlin on the roster, but they are not able to be with us due to scheduling conflicts. Is that the nice way to put it, guys? Dale's training for his uh, CPL and uh, had a flight scheduled for 0600 this morning and he says he would have joined us but he doesn't have Wi-Fi at 7500 feet so uh, I think he's also scared of Joe and Mark to be honest (laughs) (laughs) he was told he couldn't participate All right, well, I've got lots of questions for you guys, so let's dive right in. Uh, while we're talking, hopefully our listeners are tweeting their questions to uh, at Flightcast Audio. Uh, we'll get to those near the end of the episode. If you didn't get that memo, don't be shy. Follow us on Twitter at Flightcast Audio and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Flightcast Audio. All right, let's get into it. First question I've got is for Zach Hazen. Um, Zach, so as an ATC recruiter, can you explain uh, the process that's used, or for our American listeners, the process that's used uh, to recruit air traffic controllers in Infinite Flight? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's, you know, as for the listeners who don't know, the uh, basic steps is to get in contact with one of the recruiters. If you guys don't know who the recruiters are, and, you know, we, we always post about this all the time, the recruiters are myself, Zach Hazen, we have our uh, good old John Preston, Tyler Shelling, Mark Den. We also have, let's see, Axel Better, I believe is how you pronounce his name, Dylan Oaks, and also uh, Misha Camp. And those are the guys who uh, you really, uh, really want to get in contact with first. I mean, they're all awesome guys. They all know what they're doing. They'll put you on the right path. And basically the path is, uh, basically once, once you get in contact with us, you know, we ask you a little bit about yourself, you know, you know, how long you've been in, with uh, Infinity Flight, how long, you know, you've been flying, you know, joining ATC, and this is, you know, probably the biggest thing we've always looked at is, uh, you know, when joining is we always we always look at how you uh, show yourself. You know, it's not just how good you can, you know, control an airport or, you know, you can fly. It's always about how, uh, how, how you represent yourself to the uh, Infinity Flight community. And basically that's like our biggest biggest thing that we've always looked for and basically what we do is after we get to know you a little bit you know we set you up for what we call a uh, practical ATC exam and that consists of you know uh, we set you in the uh, let's see what is it the uh, playground server at uh, one of our designated testing locations and we uh, we have our own uh, group of testers who come out and see how uh, you and see how you control them you know we look for Things as sequencing, uh, proper landing clearances, knowing your commands, you know, general stuff like that. And at the end of your um, at the end of your exam, we uh, all the testers get together and make up a group decision of how uh, of how of how of, uh, how you did. Uh, excuse me for a sec. <laughs> of how you did, you know, you know what you know what we thought was good what we thought wasn't good and then whoever your recruiter was they'll give the feedback to your recruiter and your recruiter will pass it on to you saying whether or not you passed and if you didn't pass you know they'll give you they'll give you awesome feedback of 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 uh, what you need to work on and you know if you guys can nail that you guys are in there's been lots of talk Zach about the written theory test um where are we at with that 
Um, currently, right now, the uh, written theory test is still in works by our uh, designer who's doing it. In case who who you guys didn't know is uh, was Jason's uh, previous was Jason's previous guest, and uh, that would be uh, Cameron. You know, he's been you know working really hard. You know, working hard on it. He's been giving us brief updates on how it's going, and we uh, actually just got word from him the other day that it should be about good to go in about two weeks or so. So. Be, you know, be be on the lookout for, you know, new posts for the uh, written exam test. Yeah, and guys, I think it's worth mentioning, too, that uh, the most of this work that people are doing is volunteer work. So, you know, Car- uh, Cam is uh, a volunteer, and he's a busy dude. So we're, um, you know, it's in the works. So be patient, and there we are doing testing uh, in spite of the fact that there's no theory test right now. So lots of good stuff today in this podcast that uh, will get you going if you want to control on the advanced server. All right, thanks, Zach. Um, Mark, maybe you can just uh, expand on what Zach was saying a little bit. Um, when we do tests, uh, we're looking for things, which uh, Zach mentioned a little bit. What are some of the things that we notice the most that people need to work on, maybe if they're not passing their practical test, what are some of the things that we see over and over, um, you know, that people aren't doing correctly, maybe? Probably one of the biggest things that we do see a lot of is, I mean, let me premise everything by saying we appreciate everyone's enthusiasm and their eagerness to get in and, and to take, uh, take the ATC practicals, um, but what that tends to do is, yeah, there's a lot of nervousness that's involved when they're, you know, controlling anywhere from four to six test pilots out there because they don't want to mess up. But having so much focus on that will tend to cause them to mess up. Uh, one of right. the the biggest things uh, is is simply over controlling the airspace. Uh, you know, you clearing people to take off. Uh, you know, make left or right traffic when we're doing pattern work for the test, but then you're telling us to enter right or left downwind or enter right base. You know, that all of that can be eliminated. If we're remaining in the pattern, you tell us which traffic pattern you want us to be in, then we're going to make that left or right turn. And then that will lead into just simply sequencing. And sequencing is a controller's best friend and it will simplify the entire process if you've got four airplanes all on right traffic you sequence them one two three and four and just be done with it instead of having to tell them to enter right base or uh right downwind whatever um but the over controlling is something that we see so much of the lack of sequencing is the other thing that we see so much of. Uh, if you've got one person on final, one person on base, then you just, and I'm number three in the pattern, you just say, uh, you know, give me my call sign and then just say number three behind the traffic on right base. That's it. That's not a clearance to land, but you're telling me where I am in the pattern and you're telling me what to look for as far as the aircraft in front of me on the number sequence of planes that are going to be doing the touch and go or landing. Uh, so the over-controlling and sequencing is the biggest. If I could just jump in, Mark, we, we've, if you're not sure, guys, of where to find that, um, where to find a sequence without issuing a clearance, 
you can go into, um, I think it's under pattern instructions. Pattern instructions, correct. Right, and if you scroll way down, if you're on a phone, you've got to scroll down quite a bit, and then there's a, uh, it says sequencing, dot, 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 and then you can find the sequencing that you want to issue under there. Um, and, you know, I think it's, it's, for people that are practicing on the playground, one thing that's important to note is that when you're practicing on the playground, you've got a, a wide variety of people who either do want to follow instruction or don't, but you've also got beginners, right? So if you're practicing at an airport that um, you know has a lot of beginners flying around at it, or nimrods who just want to purposely disobey instructions just to cause you a headache, um, it's, it's difficult to understand that when you issue sequencing for those people, they may or may not space themselves properly. Um, but when you're in your test, if you issue us testers proper sequencing, we're going to make sure that you don't have to issue a 360 command or uh, a, a speed command. We don't want to hear those if possible. If you're sequencing, you shouldn't have to issue speed, 360, uh, you know, turn base, extend downwind, all that stuff is really for, um, well, I'll let somebody else answer what those are really for, but um, just to, you know, jump in and say that uh, we understand that it's tough when you're on the playground. So, um, Mark, when we have, uh, like when I took, before I took my test, I didn't really understand that um, I figured, okay, these guys want to see what I can do, and I better not ask any questions or I'm going to look like I don't know what I'm doing and they won't want to test me. Um, but I realize now that that's really not the case. Um, do you want to comment on that, or can someone comment on that? Well, actually, I mean, I know a lot of the recruiters, uh, as well as myself, we get, when we're contacted uh, by someone that wants to take the test, you know, like Zach had mentioned, we will actually go in and, and just ask them a few things just to kind of get a feel of what their knowledge base is. Uh, for the ATC commands or their experience. And uh, several of us will actually take a moment and go fly for them just to kind of get an idea right. of what they're able to do. Uh, and then maybe offer suggestions prior to them taking a test uh, just to kind of give them a little heads up on what we are looking for. And, uh, you know, what you, one of the big things with the speed commands or the 360, uh, we did a test recently uh, to where, you know, we had, we had fighters in the uh, pattern, uh, 737s, and then we had a couple 747s. So when you, when you send a, a 360 command to a 747, well, it's going to take them five miles to make that turn. Right. You know, where a fighter is going to be able to basically do it on a dime. So, mm -hmm. you know, the biggest thing with stuff like that is, especially when we test uh, the airports we use, uh, I believe most of them, the main airport we use has multiple runways. So utilize both runways for your pattern so you don't just have all of your traffic on one runway at a time. Space them out. Put your faster planes on one side and put the uh, passenger liners on the other runway. Well, that's a good that's a good comment and actually maybe I could uh, get Tyler to um, just comment on Tyler if somebody wants to uh, perhaps 
change runways for traffic. And I'm not talking about change it because of a wind change or something, but maybe we've got a lot of traffic on, uh, you know, one runway and he wants to put, uh, you know, you on a different runway. What's the best way to go about doing that? For me, uh, I'll just use um, San Jose as an example, just because that's what we use often. If you're departing someone from three zero right, and you want to change some three zero left, simply just clear them for takeoff for three zero right, make left traffic, and then as they're entering the downwind for three zero left, just say enter left downwind runway three six three zero left, and then you've changed them. Or if you want to accomplish your sequencing with the runway change you could say enter left downwind runway three zero left traffic to follow is on left downwind or left base so essentially you're you're just changing that runway and you're also sequencing and now you all all you have left to do is your clearance and you're done right and it's it's important to note i think too if if i'm issuing a sequencing and i'm using parallel runways um am i sequencing uh based on all of the traffic in both patterns or am i only sequencing for uh, one runway traffic to follow is only if they're going to the same runway so if you have traffic on right downwind for three zero right he's not following traffic that's on left downwind for three zero left so really that traffic to follow is it's pretty literal you were following them to that same runway and if you if i'm already on the right downwind for three zero right and i asked to uh maybe change to three zero left because i just noticed that oh well i want to do touch and goes so i better not be on this runway there's lots of departing traffic um, same thing, right? I can be asked to enter the right downwind for runway three zero left. Correct. And if there's already traffic on, you know, the downwind for three zero left, and you're three zero right wanting to change, then the controller might just tell you enter right base runway three zero left. Traffic to follow is on left downwind. So in other words, that traffic that's on left downwind, as soon as you t- see him turning base for three zero left, now you're good to go to follow him. So maybe what we'll do is we'll a- we'll add um, since we're using San Jose. As an example here, I'll add that as the featured image for our uh, podcast today. And okay. uh, pause, pause this. Uh, if you're, you've heard a lot of commands and a lot of runways, pause it, go back, listen to it, make a couple of notes, and then look at that diagram for SJC. And this will all become very clear. Um, right. This is all really, really good stuff. I think uh, one of the biggest things we as recruiters really want to convey is that we're all extremely approachable if you do it in the right manner, like nine times out of 10, if you message any of us and you want us to come fly for you, or if you have specific questions, we're more than willing to work with you. We want as many people to pass as possible, but we're also looking for users that just show potential. And that's the bottom line is just potential. We've passed many people that they were far from perfect, but they showed the eagerness to want to learn. They were open to criticism or instruction and they understood the basics. You know, if an aircraft's coming from another airport, do you know the basics of enter right downwind? Do you know your left from your right? I mean, it sounds sounds dumb, but you'd be surprised. You know, we, we really just want potential and people that really just want to take this head on. And, and that's all there is to it. Great. Okay, well, thanks, Tyler and Mark. Uh, Tyler, we'll get back to you in a few minutes. Uh, Misha Camp, all the way from where? Oh, a small place called Newport Pagnell, which none of you all know. <laughs> of course we don't know. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even think that's on Google Maps, is it? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's about um, half an hour away from London, just up north of it. Okay. 
So you have been telling me that you've got something interesting in the works for the testing group uh, that ties in with Mark's comments. Um, I don't even know if some of these guys know about this. Can you uh, uh, tell us? Yes. Uh, actually, yeah. Sorry to all the testers because, uh, well, we haven't told them about this yet. Uh, me, Joe, and uh, Tyler have been working on something to kind of get the practical test more kind of, or sorry, less subjective. So it's more fair to everyone because there's been a couple of times recently in tests where we've had candidates pass who maybe someone said they shouldn't have passed and there's been a little bit of a tiff. So with um, this document that we're drafting at the moment, it's just going to make sure there's no bias or anything in it. Um, basically what it is, is um, just 10 main um, criteria that we're looking for. Um, it's a bit more complicated than that and there's a lot of other stuff to it, but um, hopefully it will mean all the practical tests are fair, so it will be in line with the theory test. Great. Well, I'm looking forward to that for sure, because anything that will streamline the process is a good thing. Um, and as controllers, there's there are some commands that we have to use over and over again to correct and remind pilots of misused requests. So uh, can you tell us um, what some of those are, how they should actually work, um, uh, and maybe some other tips that would improve the user experience for all pilots. I'm thinking of things like, you know, frequency changes and things like that that pilots request all the time. Uh, yeah, oh, obviously there's a few main ones, such as um, requesting frequency change when you're on the ground. Um, when you're told to taxi, say a uh, San Jose, you'll be told uh, taxi to runway three zero right, contact tower when ready. That means you contact tower when first in line. It's not, it's not tenth in line or something like that, because then if you're on tower, tenth in line we can't use any giveaway commands or anything like that um if you do request um frequency change when on the ground we will go to miss commands and use a frequency change already sent to you um that will just mean that there's no need to obviously request frequency change because it's been kind of put together with a taxi command in the first place right now i feel like uh and guys you can comment on this but i feel like those commands are actually starting to die down a little bit maybe in the last month. Yeah, I think they actually are. Um, now, we still get people who will spawn at a gate and then contact Tower saying that they're ready for takeoff. Um, but, you know, there is a process. I'm sorry, Jason. There is a process um, of basically from pushback to taxi. And as Misha said, wait till you're first in line before you say you're ready for takeoff. Um, and, uh, a key note is to stay on the ground frequency until you are first in line, uh, simply because we may need you to give way to another aircraft, and if you're on the tower frequency, we don't have that option to send that to you. You know, I think that that also applies for planes coming in on approach. Uh, I think that's one thing we've all seen more lately is guys in such a hurry to get on the tower frequency. You know, they'll be 30 miles out being approached and want to hop on tower as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, correct. Yeah, sure. uh, correct. If, if I may, if I may uh, add to uh, Mark's comment there about the whole taxing situation, one of the biggest things I've seen while I have controlled myself was, you know, planes had no problem taxiing, you know, not running into each other. It's the fact that they are not taxiing down to the end of the runway properly, which is messing up, you know, planes who got there before you, you know, all because you wanted to take off quicker. And, you know, that's, I've seen that a lot. And it's, it's died down, but 
Yeah, and I, I think that if at some point um, the devs implement, um, you know, a progressive taxi feature, uh, which, you know, is, is telling you which taxiways to take, um, that, that to me would be a massive enhancement uh, to the game. So, you know, I'll take that, something like that, that's practical over 3D buildings and tire smoke can every I, day. Can I just pick up on that? Is that all right? Yeah. Um, yeah, with that, I mean, I would love that as well. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it'd be brilliant. But um, I, I would love it if everyone followed, like, the perfect instruction that you did. But um, I can just imagine that being very hard to implement and make sure everyone did. So, I mean, if in the future, I think it'd be very far future when everyone actually knows what they're doing, then I think <laughs> that would be a, it would be a brilliant it would be a brilliant thing. But um not everyone's always going to know what they're doing, which is always a problem with that, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I think that would be something when, you know, as the user base grows and the experience level grows, we could, uh, you know, maybe see uh, an expert server happen again in the future so that, you know, things like Progressive Taxi and um, people who want to follow every single command that their approach or departure controller tells them, um, you know, that's for people like that. You know, you get a, you want to get as close to the real world as possible. Um, well, I think if 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 we could get, you know, a lot of times people are going to spawn. You'll have three, four, five aircraft spawn at the same gate, and mm -hmm. all all of them are going to send requests for pushback at the same exact time. So, if we don't respond right away then they send us another request. Uh, you know, my suggestion would be don't send duplicate uh, requests. It clutters the frequency in itself. We see you. Uh, you know, we get the, uh, the flashing light that lets us know who's calling us. Uh, just stay there because there may be other planes that are right there, planes that are behind you. We might, you know, instruct you to hold position to get all the other aircraft out of the way. Uh, but duplicate uh, requests are not going to get you uh, a command any faster. Uh, may make you sit there a little bit longer, to be honest with you. <laughs> but just, just be patient and understand that you're not the only aircraft on the field. We will get to you, but we've got to get the clearance because even though you can go through people, that's not ideal, and we don't want that. And and um. The controllers, like it, as a pilot, you are not probably going to be aware of the whole situation on the airfield, but uh, the controller has the overview and can see exactly what's going on. So it's just another point. Don't don't think you know better than the controller, if that makes sense. They may make a mistake. They may accidentally make you sit there a little bit too long. But to start with, there's always a purpose behind it. They're not going to just make you sit there because they don't like your call sign or something like that. Yeah, that's a great point. So, Misha, back to what we were asking you, um, there's another point that, as a controller, uh, you can be driven crazy by, and that's the lineup and weight versus takeoff versus immediate takeoff. Can you expand on that? Uh, well, uh, obviously, hold short. Let's start, let's start with that. It means, literally, you hold short of the runway. You do not go past the whole line. You go nowhere near it. As soon as you go past that point, it counts as a runaway incursion and, and another plane will have to go around. Um, that messes up a lot of things. It messes up sequencing the pattern because you've got extra aircraft coming in. 
all of that kind of stuff. So if you're told to hold short, you stop before what, an infinite flight. There'll be a yellow line, just a yellow line probably. You stop there. Uh, another thing with that is sometimes there isn't a yellow line. So don't just taxi onto the runway because there's not a line. Just use some common sense and just hold short. Um, <laughs> Moving on to line up and wait. Um, literally line up and wait on the runway. Don't don't take off because you'll probably be ghosted for it. Um, it's you just sit and wait for further instruction. Um, be with that. You do need to be aware. They may have tried to squeeze you into a small gap, so you may get an immediate takeoff, like relatively near <laughs> after that. You go then. It doesn't. But with immediate takeoff, it's not a hundred percent thrust. You don't just like. Just, it has to, has to be realistic. So it just means you don't dawdle about, you get onto the runway and you just, you go. All right. So, um, Misha, thanks for all of, all of your comments. Um, let's move on to uh, John Preston. John, your story is, I think, the most unique out of any of us. Um, you made a comment to me once in a discussion with uh, the IFWP Alaska Airlines team. Um, I think this was maybe about a year ago, that your uh, infinite flight community was your life. Uh, and I didn't understand how that could be possible at the time since, you know, to me it was pretty new and it was just a, a flight sim on my iPhone. Um, but your occupation on Facebook says disabled. But to us, the rest of us, you're far from that and such an important part of what we do. So maybe can you tell us how you got started with infinite flight and uh, what it means to you? Um, well, first off, um, my, my status is disabled because, um, I had a stroke, which, um, caused me, caused me not to, not to talk, so sometimes I may stumble, sometimes my words may not be clear as others, um, but I, I try. I think we should pause here just to let our listeners know. You can't really hear it because of the audio quality on John's Skype connection, but he says that his Facebook status says disabled because he suffered from a stroke. This causes him to not be able to talk correctly and sometimes stumble with his words. Still, I love that he had the guts to join us on the call. So crank up your speakers for a minute and I'll let John take it from here. Um, I started with Infinite Flight initially, I think it was back in late, or late 2012, going into 2013. Um, I, I played it for, the, for a bit and then I got bored, and so <laughs> I got rid of it, <laughs> of course. But, Later, later on, um, um, I, I reinstalled it, um, and the interface had changed. Um, so that's when I got more active and involved. Um, what infinite flight means to me um, is basically is a, a way of life for me because it's the it's the only thing that I can um, really do that 
eases my stress because obviously I, I can't I can't stress anymore because if I if I do I'm done. So um, I've since since um since yeah I'm so passionate about um infinite flight I, I've decided to um. <clears throat> Then dedicate my life to to it and give back. Um, like, uh, uh, I like Mark and Zach and Tyler. I didn't know anything about um, controlling or even really. Um, although my father was a, a, a doctor pilot. So you would think I'll know everything there there is no about it is but I didn't. <laughs> I was too busy going on the going with my with my Francis and thing. So um, I got active and I think it was when the agency came out. Uh, I became a, a, a controller. Um, Tyler took his time and really, really trained me how to do anything as far as control because I was, I, was, I think, the worst controller. <laughs> I can, I, I can sequence. I can, I can, I can do anything. So, but now I, I'm told I'm, I'm one of the best, which I still think is false. But I'll got that right. I'll go. I'll go with what you guys see. <laughs> um, <laughs> but even like even if like for me, is it's really my life. That's just because I'm disabled, but because I love it so much. Um, and since I have all, all day pretty much to do anything, that's what I do. Um, I used to control a lot, but now I'm more of, I don't want to say the adrenaline, but most young controllers come to me if they have issues with what they're doing, if they're not comfortable with something, if they are stuck or not. So I have them. Well, John, I think that um, what you know, what I noticed, and I'm certainly not one of the young controllers by any means. Um, in fact, in the infinite flight community, I feel like a grandpa. But um, and that I don't know what that says for Mark. <laughs> <laughs> He's back in the Stone Age. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's just hanging around the graveyard, just waiting. Just but wait. uh, just <laughs> but you know, when, John, when I was uh, hanging out with you and and kind of trying to move up the ranks a little bit, um, what I noticed the most is just your patience. Um, right. And I think because you have such a love for the game and, and like you said, a lot of time to dedicate to it, 
Um, you're very patient with people, and when when we get frustrated with, um, you know, maybe people that are not listening to our advice, you're always the one saying, "Listen, guys, let's just be patient with them." Um, you know, they're learning, and that's what I think. You one of the things that you really bring to the table is just um, that maturity and that that patience level, and uh, so, yeah. I think that what you're saying is definitely true. One thing, uh, Jason, that I would like to say in regards to John is, you know, we'll do a practical test. And, you know, by the time we all spawn, there have been times that we've said no, just simply by the taxi command. (laughs) But John will get on and say, all right, guys, give me a week. Let me train him a little bit, spend some time with this person. And then a week later, we'll retest and, you know, still expecting similar results to the first test that we provided for them. But then they come back and it's unreal the results that we get because John does spend that time with them and trains them up. So it's true. It's great with what he does with uh, and his patience that he has that I don't have. A lot of times, but he does uh, he does train them up really well, and they come back and after he gets a hold to them, a lot of times they don't need anything more than the second practical test, and they're in. Well, Mark, you're in sales, so I don't see how you have any patience left whatsoever in life. <laughs> you're not lying about that at all. <laughs> all right, sorry, John, we cut you off. I just wanted to add to that. Uh, is there anything you wanted to add to your uh, your story as we go on here? Um, that's about it. I mean, my my infant community or pilots is like like you say is my life because um I made it and honestly I didn't think it, it was going to go past one hundred members, but now it's almost at five thousand and and we. We, we just passed a year and anniversary, which was insane, by the way. It was so packed and sick. <laughs> it looked awesome. Matt, Matt even had to um, tune it and put it on his Instagram. It was so packed. What? <laughs> It was, it was great. I was sorry I had to miss it. And for people that don't know what John's talking about, he's uh, the, I guess, uh, leader, CEO of um, uh, Infinite Flight World Pilots on Facebook. And you can go and check that out. Just search for Infinite Flight World Pilots. I'll spell it out like that. And uh, you'll find it. And, yeah, they just celebrated their one-year anniversary, and it looked it looked pretty bananas. It was, so well it done was definitely you. insane. I wanted to join, and so I spawned and looked at the map and I was like, uh-uh, there ain't no way. <laughs> I'm gonna take, it's going to take me an hour just to get to the runway. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's it true. Great. Awesome. Good work. Well, thanks, John. We really appreciate, you know, John, uh, I asked him to be part of this call and he said, uh, I don't know, you know, I, with, uh, with my stroke, I don't, I don't talk that well and I'll stumble over my words. And, and I basically just said, well, I'm sorry, you don't have a choice. You have to be with us. (laughs) So we're glad to have you. Thanks for making time, John. I appreciate that. Uh, let's get to Joe, who's been so patiently waiting and chiming in a little bit. It's my strength, uh, patience. (laughs) 
I thought we agreed um, to remove this section of the. Uh, of the <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can still do lots of editing in post production. Don't worry. I'm just glad uh, to finally Joe, be a guest on uh, NPR. It's been a lifelong dream of mine. <laughs> yeah, about that. Um, <laughs> so Joe, the yes. As long as Alan I'm Baldwin not, doesn't I, start pitching me uh, holiday gifts, I'll be good. <laughs> I'm not Ira Glass. Sadly, sorry to disappoint you. Um, I might sound more like uh, Terry Gross than Ira Glass, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> Me and so you are the only Joe, people that get that joke, by the way. <laughs> well, I lived in Indiana for four years, okay. so I'm I understand uh, I understand what NPR is. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Joe, we the practical test isn't the only thing that we're looking for in a great ATC candidate. Um, why don't getting back to the whole air traffic control recruitment process? or uh, process, as we've been saying. Uh, why don't you tell us about the big picture? So social media plays a big part in that, right? Absolutely. There are uh, many times that we will be called out or, uh, or bashed for being horrible uh, on IFG forums. And uh, it's very ironic when, when those people are the ones that are then, you know, begging for the test. Uh, let this be a life lesson to all you young fellas out there. Anything you do online will always be brought back up. Um, if you want to be a part of a group, if you want to be part of something and, and wake up to 700 messages every morning, then um, you have to be professional. You have to be mature. You don't always have to be serious. Uh, God knows we're not all serious all the time. Um, if, if some most of, the, of the time, most yeah. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. If a lot of what we say got out, we'd all be fired. Um, but it's true. we, uh, we really do try to publicly at least maintain a certain standard. Um, and that, I think that's important, uh, to Tyler and to Matt that, you know, stuff that they're putting all this time and energy into doesn't become a joke that it, that it is professional and that uh, people do maintain you know, a certain level of credibility throughout the process. All right, so guys, let's just talk about some of those uh, controllers, a little bit, bit of story time. If anybody's got a controller that they want to mention who just has really dazzled us right out of the gate when they joined, who have been some of the best. Um, you know, I think, Tyler, you might have been mentioning that you wanted to chat a little bit about that. Um, anybody can just jump in. What... what uh, what can we talk about that's just been interesting as we've been going along? Well, there's one that I see every now and again named Jaybird that I still question how he is even a controller on the advanced <laughs> server. It's true. Jaybird 102, I think you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know how that guy got on either. That has the uh, ability to remove Jaybird. <laughs> I think most of you guys have that ability, so I gotta watch my step. Although I do have a very big microphone at the moment. Um, <laughs> uh, no the <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that there for you guys. I think there's a lot out. of good controllers out there doing some some good stuff. I mean, I'll go to sleep and they're still talking about it. I wake up and they're still talking about it. Opening places. I mean, there's uh probably gonna butcher's name is it jibak jibak yeah he has 20 
23,000 operations. That's insane. Like I couldn't even get that if I tried. So good on them. I mean, there's, there's people that are just constantly working to get better. And, and I would say 99% of, of everyone is just so humble about it. They don't, you know, they don't care whether it was good or bad. They just want to learn, all right, how can I do better? They're not going to, you know, take offense to any sort of criticism. And to me, that, that speaks a lot about the controllers we have. You know, yeah, that that's just, something that, yeah. I'm sorry, Jason, that's no, something go ahead, that we will actually do whenever we give feedback to someone who is being tested to be an ATC. Uh, you know, what I want them to take away from is that it's constructive criticism. We're not just saying you are horrible. We're not saying that at all. You know, when I send feedback, and I know others do this as well, we will actually let them know what they did well. Even if it's just logging into the tower frequency, you know what? You logged in really well. <laughs> so here's what you need to work on. Oh, God. Uh, so we will do that. So we will give the positive with the negative. And the negative is not meant as, you know, as demeaning in any way. It's meant to make you a better controller because, as Tyler said earlier, our goal is not to fail people. Our goal is to pass people because we do want to grow the ATC community and have controllers available as often as we possibly can. Can I just, I just want to say another thing about um, when you do get in contact with us, um, there are a lot of good controllers out there in the playground. Um, we will also go out into the playground and scout occasionally and then get in contact with you. Um, but when you get in contact with us, we do expect you to have some level of ability. We don't want you contacting us when you really, to be honest, can't control. It's, it's, it's a waste of our time. It's, to be quite honest, a bit of a waste of your time. But saying that, we will, we, we will work with you, even if you aren't the best to start with. So if you do feel that you need a bit of help before you want to test, don't be afraid to ask that. Don't, if you don't feel you're ready for the test don't ask to do the test i just wanted to just wanted to make that clear excellent yeah and when you reach out to us you know send us a message with a little information about yourself i mean we have gotten messages i know one particular uh that tyler received a while back that basically <laughs> was a resume and was just outstanding and we were blown away but you know, just the other day, I get one, and it just says ATC. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, what about it? Was that Jaybirds? <laughs> <laughs> ATC means air traffic control. How can I help you? He's teaching you how to spell Mark. <laughs> Mark, that's when you just send them a link to Wikipedia. That's how you can do it. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's... it's with a little bit of clout, you know, but also with a little bit of experience that you have, you know, uh, because we'll find out for sure when we test you and we, we, we want to help, but we ask you not to waste your time as well as ours just to be point blank, simply because everybody has a personal life outside of infinite flood. So if we don't get back to you right away, just give us a little time. We will respond. If 
you don't get the answer you want from one recruiter, don't try to go around and go to another recruiter because it's all going to come back to the same group anyway. Good stuff. Always some good stuff by Mark. Mark's just rocking this thing. I am a plethora of knowledge and information. You're just a you're just a blessing, Mark. Let's just be honest. I really am. As you know, I, I have to take what what Joe said one time. I'm the best person I know. <laughs> yes, I did say that. Absolutely. <laughs> Guys, we've got some good questions coming in on Twitter. Um, our buddy Sean Wagnick is a uh, community moderator on the forum, and I think Tyler is he a moderator in game as well. Correct, yeah. Matt just added him as a moderator uh, this past week. He's been doing a lot of good work on the forum, making sure it stays clean and relevant. Pretty big Awesome. So Sean's got a question on uh, Twitter, which I think is definitely worth noting. Guys, when we're ghosting pilots, which, by the way, there is a lot of encouragement on our uh, ATC chats to... Uh, if people get excited with ghosting, just keep keep the ghosting to absolutely only when necessary. This is not our goal to go out and ghost you for sport. Um, guys, what defines, and I'm not sure who's best to answer this, but uh, what defines how long a pilot is to be ghosted for? We've got some guidelines for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll tackle this one. Um, we actually came up with some guidelines just because as we started to grow more and more, there really was no way to kind of give everybody the rundown on, all right, this is how long you ghost someone. So right now we have a session ghost for 10 minutes. And what's the middle one, guys? 10 minutes. It's session, 10 minutes, hour. Session, 10 minutes, hour. All right, cool. So we try to keep the session one just for, for minor stuff. You know, if, if you've entered a runway without permission, I mean, accidents happen. I've done it before, too. So if you enter a runway... Um, and then we save the, I guess, the more harsh one, the 60 minutes for vulgar call signs and stuff. I'm sure we've all seen them. But uh, our goal is to not ghost people. I mean, I've, I've made it very clear, and, and it's even gotten to the point where we really do expect people to take screenshots of what happens because we want everybody Absolutely. to have accountability. If, if you're not sending a message that says, please follow instructions or giving some sort of warning, you know, please exit the runway, you're not clear to enter the runway – then we're doing it wrong on our part. I understand that, you know, when events are going on and it's super busy, then I think the tolerance level needs to be a little lower because, you know, we got stuff to do. We, if we spent all of our time telling people to exit the runway, then, you know, it wouldn't be fair to the 99% of the people that are trying to follow the instructions. So it, it really does come down to controller discretion, but we've done our best to kind of outline guidelines or answer questions of certain scenarios of hey i would ghost this person or in this scenario just let it slide it might be annoying but there's no need to ghost somebody so we're doing our best it's also important to add that newer controllers can't ghost for more than sessions at a time so it does give them somewhat of a learning curve before you know they can go longer than than a session correct right and also uh, um real quick and i'm sorry jason just to add on to what tyler said you know, the whole, we've, you know, reiterated, you know, so many times, you know, the more info you give us about, oh, why I got ghosted, the better it helps us determine whether or not it was your guys' fault or one of our controllers' part. Because like Tyler said, you know, if, you know, if we fail as our part, then we're just setting our controllers up for failure. And, you know, if you can just, if you just post on, you know, the uh, group page, why did I get ghosted? You know, that, that leads to, you know, so many, you know, 
possibilities of why of why it happened, you know. But if you actually give us a screenshot of, you know, who the controller was, the chat, you know, if you explain your side, we can definitely get the controller to explain their side and, you know, work it out to where, you know, we don't have these, uh, you know, pilot versus ATC bashes all the time that uh, we see. You know, right. and I just wanted to add on that. Yeah, and yeah. if you do the screenshots, I mean, the ATC log and the map uh, is is paramount. I mean, we, we really need that. And trust me, if it's something that you are ghosted, and right now we understand that it doesn't give a reason why, um, why someone was ghosted, we want people to learn from that, from that happening again as to uh, why they were ghosted. So take a screenshot of the ATC log. Uh, take a screenshot of the map and you know we will help educate the people as to why they may have been ghosted uh, but also we will reach out and contact the controllers because maybe there's some more training that this individual may need uh, so it will go both ways so you know we take screenshots before we ghost somebody from our side or that's what we encourage everybody to do but if the pilot has the screenshots as well, then it just simplifies the entire process. So it's learning on both sides. And that's great. That that's actually answered another one of Sean's questions of, uh, you know, what's the protocol to be used when a user wishes to report a controller? So, or even just ask, why was I ghosted? So, guys, give us give us lots of details. Be kind show a little bit of grace and understand that, yeah, we could have made a mistake or yeah, it could be your mistake. And, uh, just, you know, look for, look for ways that you can uh, do better next time. All right, guys, we are out of time for this episode. So I just want to thank everybody. Is there anything, any shout outs, anybody wants to give, uh, any, any last remarks before we go? Yeah, just I want to just uh, say hi to David. We all know David, who's a listening, or by his uh, correct name, I should call him Jennifer. Um, he likes <laughs> to be called he likes to be called David, but uh, that's not that's not his actual name. So if you see him around, uh, call him Jennifer for me. He'll uh, he'll also answer to Caitlin on occasion as well, depending on what mood he's in. Uh, Dale will also answer to Jill. Am I right? Yes, he will answer to Jill. <laughs> We haven't talked and, uh, about Dale and, enough, in my opinion, you know? And and make sure we'll answer to uh, your highness. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, on that bombshell, as they say on Top Gear, I think it's probably time to end. Uh, guys, thanks so much for joining me, and thanks for all you do to help make Infinite Flight great. I especially want to thank Mark and Joe for, for the most part, behaving themselves on air. It was extremely <laughs> difficult. We will have fun in the chat after this. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I was just about For to say, sure. yeah, we're, sure. we're going to hear it. Okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you. That was a few members of your ATC testing crew, Joe Riley, John Preston, Mark Denton, Misha Camp, Tyler Sheldon, and Zach Hazen. You might just see me in your ATC test, too, if you're lucky. My guests join me via Skype. And if you want to hear more from them, be sure to check out the IFFG and IFWP pages on Facebook or the Infinite Flight Community Forums at community.infinite-flight.com. Thanks as always for listening. If you haven't already, head over to the App Store or Google Play and download Infinite Flight. Please be sure to tell your friends about Flightcast and visit flightcast.audio for more information. We would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a great review. 
You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash flightcastaudio and on Twitter at flightcastaudio. If you have any ideas for Flightcast, please leave them in the comments. Flightcast is brought to you by Linkhouse Media on the web at linkhousemedia.com. To cover the fine print, Flightcast is not affiliated with Infinite Flight or Flying Development Studio. I'm Jason Rosewell. Thanks for listening and happy landings. Thank you.